This episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by Disney Plus because they've got a new show called Only Murders in the Building which just started streaming. New episodes drop every Tuesday. It's pretty damn exciting. It is essentially a comedy murder mystery series. Uh, and it follows three strangers played by Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez who share an obsession with true crime and true crime podcasts and find themselves in the middle of one. So it's totally right up our alley. But why, why, Terence? Why do you like it? Uh, I'm I myself am a very big uh, true crime podcast fan. You know, um, I, I listen to quite a couple myself, and and mm. there's always this very interesting dynamic between the, the the investigation going on and then them producing the podcast, uh, the the authors producing the podcast at the same time. In this murder mystery, it, it's that's exactly what's happening. Uh, there's literally a murder investigation that they are conducting, and then they are also recording. A podcast at the same time, so it kind of, uh, it's like it kind of like parodies the entire, the entire genre of true crime po- podcast. Uh. So that's why I, I, it really, yeah, it was it was like really uh, close to my heart, la. Oh, close to your heart, uh. True crime podcast, I guess the most famous is Serial, la, right? Mm, yes, yes, yes. And and this yeah. one, the the yeah, the interesting thing is that they've also uh, added these three characters that that are that you know the they I guess you they are the typical kind of. Uh, artsy fartsy kind of characters that you would bump into in New York City which is somewhere mm. I've also uh, you know lived in and, and worked in so uh, yeah I, I do recognize definitely some some very realistic uh, relatable elements uh, in the characters who are, who are uh, the stars of this show as well yeah and it's a comedy la. And, and I mean Terrence and I have started watching it um, and I would say it's yeah it's it's a easy watch mm. um, and it's nice it's nice the new episodes drop every Tuesday so just go on and give the show a shot streaming only on Disney Plus the link is in the show notes and now on to the podcast what is up everybody welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the most buzzworthy topics with a touch of what, Terence? Big the big H humor. The big H. Uh, what what yeah. else starts with H, man? Uh I don't know, preparation H. Except that. Me la fuck. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Sorry. I didn't I didn't know that that we still in that, that zone. Of like that, that what the narcissistic zone, uh, just very childish <laughs> kind of like jibes or anything like that, You know. Yeah, this is one of those late night recordings that we're doing at the end of a of a of a long day. Yeah, but it's been uh, right. This the past twenty four hours have been pretty exciting for everyone, huh? Mm-hmm. For a variety of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, one of which one of which we'll be diving deep into. Mm. But ahead of that, is there anything to plug? No, of course anything we specific general. Um, I think yeah, just in the context of um, our Yalabad podcast, uh, you know, I'm very, very, very glad a lot of people have been you know helping to spread the word. But did you know that Yalabad also has its own presence on YouTube, and uh, it has gone through a few iterations? But right now we're settled on all our guest interviews being uploaded as videos as well on YouTube, so that you can see the beautiful faces of our guests as much as possible, as, as much as they allow us to film now. So the latest mm. one with uh, our latest interview with Za Ismail was just recently uploaded. So please go ahead and enjoy that. And if you like it, just click subscribe also so you'll be notified every time a new video comes up on the Yalabad YouTube channel. And the reason why we are going to be uploading more stuff on YouTube is that we have an intern. Mm, yes, yes. Right, who's probably going to be listening to this. <laughs> at some point at some point he will be yeah Yeah. at some point at some point yeah Yeah. so thank you to everyone who emailed us just asking for open positions and all that uh, we are always on the lookout so if you're keen just just hit us up man mm. and we can see if, if there's something if and when there's something yeah 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 we'll, we'll try to we always make sure to listen to every every you know uh, appeal or, or any call that comes to us um, mm. but yeah you know in, speaking of listening closely yeah like mm, our mm, first topic mm. is really about someone who who you know said something that shouldn't have been heard lah by everyone, but now it's been heard. Yeah, lah, right. Yeah, I mean it was a a little something mentioned by uh, Minister Vivian Balakrishnan during a marathon Parliament session yesterday, which before we dive into the the whisperings, um, just wanna just wanna point out that the the Parliament session yesterday was thirteen and a half hours. Mm. 
Yes, yes. 13 and a half hours. It started yes. at 11 a.m. and it ended at 12.30 a.m. Yeah, I cannot believe that Yeah, so many people past the age of 60 hung out together past uh, until 12.30 a.m. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's probably past like bedtime for a lot of them already, but they still did it. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. I mean, 12.30 is, 12.30 a.m. is past my bedtime, man. Yeah, yeah, Most yeah. of the time. Tells you how, and, how devoted they are, right? Yeah, and I mean, they the whole thing is live was live streamed on YouTube in in multiple clips, and I think you can kind of uh, even monitor who's where and when. And mm. the thing is, there were two motions that were debated la. So everyone apparently came back and uh, at the end to vote on the motions la. Mm. Um, so so yeah, they, like doesn't seem like anyone just uh, uh, ponting or anything. And plus, the speaker of uh, speaker of the house, Tan Chuan Jin, he was there the whole time, mm. the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he even live uh, live streamed at about one a.m. No, on Facebook. Oh, really? And he talked about a long day and showed his his meal, uh, his dinner, which was a filet fish meal from McDonald's. Oh, sponsored hashtag yeah. sponsored hashtag sponsored. <laughs> but yeah, the the general crux of the the parliament was about um the the jobs, the economy in Singapore with regards to the movement of Singaporeans and non Singaporeans, and of course the the Sika. Um, term which is the the free trade agreements one of the free trade agreements Singapore has uh, with India and we're not going to go into detail about what exactly was discussed because there's so much to dissect mm. uh, I actually mm. would recommend people just tuning into the parliament session at, at different points or just leaving it on because it's interesting like, you know like it's almost like you you have to f- you know when you're in the presence of other people arguing mm. um, this is just that like. this is that this is people arguing and yeah. about about interesting things, lah. Correct. Right. Yeah. But, but the exact thing we're going to be talking about, uh, would you would you like to give the context, man? Well, in the oh, you don't have a tab, uh. you don't have a tab. Uh. You, you I have tab, multiple, man. I have multiple. This one you have is multiple. A, you have, you've joined the one. tabbing club. Yeah. Um, yes. In the midst of this debate, uh, obviously, uh, Leong Manwai from the opposition party, the PSP. Uh, you mm. know, he was in a, in a very he caught in a very heated debate with uh, ministers uh, Shamuga and subsequently also Tan Siling about the Sika itself, uh. and um, somewhere in the midst of replying after Tan Siling replied something that Leong Leong Manwai asked for, uh, and 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 Tan Siling went back to sit down to his seat, which was next to Mr. Vivian Balakrishnan, and very near the microphone that that he was speaking into. Um, mm. apparently that microphone was not shut off in time and the microphone caught some some parts of the conversation between, uh, I mean, allegedly between Tan Siling and whoever he was seated uh, with, la, which is, I mean, most obviously is Mr. Vivian Balakrishnan. La. And um, mm. that, that voice in that clip, in, in that hot mic uh, leak, uh, it wasn't a leak, it was just, it was literally her on the live stream. La. It hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. someone. It hurt someone in that group referring to an individual as illiterate and having gone to a lousy school, you know. So um, yeah. someone picked it up and then put it online. And uh, I think I, I mean I first saw it on Reddit, like right. And then it started mm. to gain a lot of steam, gain a lot of traction. And as of uh, yeah, like this afternoon, yeah, the I think the only place in mainstream media where you can read about it is on Yahoo News. Yahoo News talks about uh yeah the headlines the three Sika debate hot mic hot mic catches illiterate lousy school remarks, um but then uh after that just about uh one or two hours ago, Mister Vivian Balakrishnan himself, uh two hours ago came out with his own Facebook post and said, I called Mister Leong Man Wai today to apologize for my private comments to a colleague in Parliament yesterday, I disagree with him on the issue but I should not have said what I said. Mr. Leong has accepted my apology. And that's all he mm. wrote. He did not say what he said. He did not mention any anything that was you know pointed out and where where what was said exactly or or who was who it was directed or what the conversation was. No details. He just says that he apologized to Leong Man Wai for what was said. And then he has mm. the apology has been accepted. But the internet is not letting him go as easily as that. Yeah. Right. What have you what yeah. have you been hearing about it since? 
I mean, just to just to clarify, uh, well, what you said earlier about the the sequence of what was said. Um, there was one voice that said he's illiterate, mm-hmm. and then there was a pause, and then seriously, how did he get into RI, which mm. stands for Raffles Institution? Mm. And then someone else responded, must have been a lousy school. Mm. And then a third person <laughs> responded saying, I went to Monks Hill. Mm. Monks Hill, Monks Hill, yeah, Monks Hill, yeah, yeah Monks okay. Hill. Okay. Um, and and that was the the I'm from Monks Hill. Mm. So so I think when I saw it at the start of the day, it was on Reddit, and I myself thought, "Fuck, is this real?" Because the ministers are all wearing masks, right? Yeah. So you can't even see. Uh, yeah. you can kind of hear the voice, but part of me was like, "Shit, is this real?" But part of me was also like, "Um, if it's doctored, uh, okay, possibility." But part of me was like, "Can I imagine?" Uh, mm. some of the ministers like Vivian Balakrishnan saying these kind of things. Yeah. And my answer was yes. Mm. So you weren't yeah. even surprised? Huh? I was not surprised. Hey, I, but was, to clarify, I was not surprised. To clarify, yeah. to clarify, uh, Vivian mm. Balakrishnan is an ACS boy, Anglo-Chinese mm. school boy. So ACS Correct. and RI have always had a very long, a long school rivalry, right, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but they and, are both seen as bastions of of uh, I mean you know elitism in Singapore mm. because uh, you know a- a- academically Raffles Institution is seen as the best school and uh, but then in terms of like the the uh, alumni influence, fundraising uh, yeah, yeah influence fundraising all that ACS is seen as like the richest school uh, in Singapore mm. Mm. and Lawrence Wong is from AC also I am not sure actually yeah mm. it's a good question uh, but uh, but. <laughs> To, Tan Siling is from Monks Hill, uh, in case anybody is wondering. Yeah, correct. So, so, yeah, correct, yeah correct, correct. I would assume that he's the one that said, oh, I'm from Monks Hill. Uh. Yeah. So uh, the, yeah. the other interesting thing about this, uh, I, before we go further into it, and I think it's an interesting discussion for us because um, as a lot of our listeners know, Harish and I are both from Raffles Institution. Uh, you know, mm. we spent many years there studying in secondary school and uh, even Raffles Junior College is also... So yeah, we have mm. a lot of affiliation with the school, uh. um, But uh, just, just, just to go back to the start of it, uh, You know, did you immediately? What do you immediately register from the comments? Like, did you feel that it was an insult, or, or he was saying something elitist, or was he making fun of RI, or what? I, I was, I was trying to figure out at first, uh, But how do you I see mean- immediately? The, the first thing I heard when he said he's illiterate, I'm like, yo, that's not a nice thing to say. So mm. that one for me, quite clear. Yep. Then after that, uh, asking how did he get into RI, mm. in some way you are putting up RI on a pedestal, not mm. a mental. See, see, I learned. I learned. <laughs> putting putting RI up on a pedestal and saying, okay, how can um, said person get into RI? Like, which still mm. kind of, I assume points to RI as being a, a good school. Mm. And then the final, the third comment about must be a lousy school, initially I was like, wow, fuck, what, what the hell? How can they say this? But then after I thought about it, that to me is a sarcastic comment. Mm. I think it's a... And then the, so, so you're saying that, that that comment was saying, is saying like, huh, if, if like that also can get the RI means the RI is a lousy school, is it? No, for me it was like uh, if you're saying you know, if you say you know Cristiano Ronaldo's a, a lousy soccer player mm. like it's so it's 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 just being sarcastic uh, and and saying something that you know is not what everyone perceives it to be la. Oh, so yeah, so so was it was did that comment mean that or uh, sarcastically saying oh RI must be a lousy school? Is it? Uh, no, no, no. So that that comment meant to me was just um uh how you say ah uh. uh just a sarcastic jibe uh, that acknowledges that Arai is a good school, and but if this guy could get in, it must be a lousy school, even though he didn't know, he doesn't think it's a lousy school. Okay, yeah. So, the person so, who said that. So my question is very simple, Mr. Har- Mr. Tilani. My question is very simple. Yes. Please, <laughs> please, please repeat. Please repeat. Yeah, so please repeat. What's the statement? What's the statement really? So it's, yeah, it's a sarcastic statement. Saying that oh RI must be a lousy school if he can even someone even someone like him can get in uh, right ah uh, isn't that the meaning but, of the of the sarcastic statement? I mean, it's like the reason why I, I wouldn't say fuck. You think you are shamugam is it? <laughs> no, I'm trying to understand why. What is your thought process? Because no. that is what I that's what I gathered from it. You know. 
that, that RI must be a lousy school no, for him to get in. No, the sarcastic joke was that, oh, for someone like him to be able to get an RI, oh, must be, uh, is it because RI is a lousy school, uh, you know? Yeah, but, but the thing is, for him to say RI is a lousy school, which goes against the general perception of the school, to me, that is sarcastic because he doesn't really believe it and he's just pandering to the person who made this stupid comment in parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a sarcastic comment, uh, correct? Uh? Yeah, yeah. That's but what I'm saying, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's, that's what I'm trying to clarify. It's sarcastic. That's yeah. why I said what? It's sarcastic from the start, what? No, no, that's what I'm, I was, what I'm trying comment. to clarify was that mm. it was a sarcastic comment meant to say as if RI was a lousy school when, when you know, the reality of it is that RI is seen as one of the better oh, schools, yeah la. La, right? Yeah, la. that's ah, what okay, I said. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. So that my question was you very are. simple, Mr. Tilani. <laughs> I'm, hey, very Mr. I'm very Mr. confused. I'm very confused. You know, <laughs> Mr. Cha, today, today we are here to talk about the bigger policies, okay? Let's not get hung up on the small details, okay, Mr. Cha? <laughs> okay, anyway, but yeah. Yes. I just want to clarify because uh, honestly for me, I had I, I literally had my phone to my ear for and I was like, you know, raising the volume on it to try and really hear what was being said and if I heard it correctly. Because mm. I, I didn't want mm. to... Because I was like, eh? Does that mean like Mr. Balakrishnan, Vivian Balakrishnan, an ACS boy or, or whatever, is trying to make fun of, uh, uh, you know, RI alumni or something? Because a lot of his peers are probably from RI also, right? Mm. So, so it could have been seen as like a... Uh, a funny little inside joke for them, lah. Is it? Uh huh. No, so so no, you're saying what, that's what you think, or that's what I was trying to yeah understand, like, like uh the context of what they're saying, lah. No, but regardless, for him to say that uh, uh someone else in parliament is illiterate, mm-hmm. um, and to kind of ask the question about how this guy got into a particular school, that to me is a direct uh like condescending as fuck, lah. No, yeah, yeah. I think that's very obvious. Yeah. It's very obvious. Yeah, uh, you're saying the third comment. I'm saying yeah, the third comment about that, 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 that third. Okay, uh, so part of that, that, that so, thing. So, so I think one, we want to just... separate the the very obviously very bad comments, right? Illiterate. Yeah, yeah, How do you yeah, get yeah, to yeah. school with the third one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think the third one. Okay, so if you couple the audio with the video, mm. where and if you assume. I mean, that Lawrence Wong said that. I mean, right now, Lawrence Wong hasn't said anything yet, right? Mm. Um, his his body language is basically after the comment about how did he get into RI, uh, mm. he takes a deep, like a breath, a deep breath. He turns to Vivian Balakrishnan and I, I'm assuming he says this, like, must be a lousy school. In my mind, it's like, it's like, you know, when someone's talking in the cinema and mm. you just want to watch the movie and you want this guy to shut up, but mm. you don't want to ask him to shut up. You just want to end it and patronize him a bit, but give an answer that kills the conversation. That to me is what Lawrence Wong was doing. Like. Of course, what he said right now is still, is, yeah, it's still sarcastic. It's not as 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 like malicious or ill in, intent as, as the first two comments, but that's oh, how I see it. So you I, see it as that, that third comment was meant to to shut up the conversation as opposed to add on to the the humor of it, uh, the, the, very, the not very nice humor of it. Ah... Uh, no, so I mean the fact that he carried on already, he's he's complicit, lah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so I I would say he's complicit, but I would say just it it felt like the the person who said the most harmful thing was the first person, lah, and seems like it's Vivian Balakrishnan, lah. But I would say the like yeah. Okay. No. No. So no, no yeah. I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw it as a, it's like a, between, between friends who who they know what school each other went to and mm. where they're from and all that. And mm. yeah, like, they're just making jibes at each other. La. But I agree with yeah. you, like the first comment was, he's illiterate. I mean, that is just uncalled for, la, right? Um, yeah. After that, a lot about the schools and all that. The first two, la, I think they say, how do you get to RI? That's just mean. The third one yeah. I felt was a bit more about like, uh, it was just like a sarcastic joke. La, kind of mm. like maybe ill-timed also because of the context of where they were in and what they were in the middle of doing la. right yeah okay, okay and the funny thing is like he he says that that, that uh, Leong Wai is illiterate but his own teammate his own uh, co like peer politician forgot to turn off the mic yeah <laughs> that's standard protocol must, you must get be on. terrible with IT <laughs> yeah this time must be terrible with IT how yeah. he use his phone huh? yeah. everyday how he use his phone how to yeah. yeah like that how to be so, how so to mean, be a minister in a smart nation you know yeah yeah that's right. <laughs> exactly you don't know how mm. to turn on mic turn off mic the red light means on yeah so so and and i guess 
this is why like I'm so happy there are parliament live streams. Yeah. I'm so fucking happy. Yeah. Um and, and it would be so sad if for some reason a few weeks down the road there's some uh, reason why these parliament sessions can't be live streamed anymore because like, mm. I think these are awesome Correct. and you know previously also we had done a podcast on uh, the, the leaked audio from Chan Chun Singh right the yes. alleged leaked audio for Chan Chun Singh just saying some stuff behind closed doors that were not yep. the nicest things to say like, yep, yep. right um, but that was also like behind closed doors so of course it's uh, not a nice thing to say and and uh, the fact that it was leaked, yeah, like, is is not good. But this mm. is a parliament session. Yeah, it's being live streamed. Yeah. Um. Of course, it was twelve hours in. So maybe you can imagine Vivian Balakrishnan needs his beauty sleep or something, and and Leong Wai was like not answering as quickly as he could, was delaying everything, like. Yeah. But it just feels like, how to trust these guys, yeah. So yeah, I I think uh, yeah, like, I mean um, you know the how to trust this guy is the sentiment that I'm seeing a lot on both his Facebook as well as on Reddit. Like Reddit, the thread has exploded, like, I think. Um, yeah. But a lot of people have pointed out, uh, even even in our own our own subreddit, like, when someone brought up the the whole thing, you know, there's, there's, there are people in our subreddit pointing out that uh, do not be surprised by this pattern of behavior. Like, because uh, I think um, Vivian Balakrishnan, a few times in his, in his political career, has said uh, some very very controversial things that might be they sound quite they can be quite hurtful uh, to people, mm. Uh, mm. including about uh you know when when he when uh, I think it was Lily Neo asking for better financial assistance for the poor, he he replied something along the lines of I'm paraphrasing uh, but something along along the lines of how much do you want do you want three meals in a hawker center food court or restaurant something like that lah right. Mm. Uh, this was quite mm. a number of years back, so it's not, it's not. It obviously didn't go viral or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, imagine saying something like that today and how it gets scrutinized and all that. And then, and yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it's, it's. I think some people are saying that don't be, don't be surprised that this kind of behavior is is coming from the you know in in what they thought to be a private conversation between individuals lah. Um, but the the other thing also is that um, people are also calling out Vivian Balakrishnan because I think during the general election last year when he was in the you know that hot debate that saw the rise of Jameis Lim uh, mm. that, 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 that where Jameis Lim was introduced to the world uh, he, mm. he squared off with Chi Sun Juan a little bit right about about uh, the schooling system in Singapore yeah and the elitism yeah, yeah. And the perceived elitism of schools and he I think very explicitly said that all schools are good schools in Singapore right so mm. it appears when you make a statement like like what he just did lah, right? Um, where yeah, like you know someone who, uh, I mean basically, it's at home in attack lah, attacking someone's character or what rather than the content of his argument, saying he's illiterate. Mm. When when he actually Leong Mama is not illiterate lah. I think his grammar and everything stands up, holds holds water. It's just that the way he talks is really like coffee shop uncle lah, right? Like yeah, you go downstairs yeah, to coffee yeah, shop, coffee that's shop really uncle. how he talks. Like there's literally a clip of him fumbling with the word statistic for like ten seconds, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Correct, so, correct. So, so yeah, to call him illiterate, it, it's it's a bit of a stretch, uh, right? And and yeah, like you said, this is parliament and all. So I think that's why there's a lot of anger towards uh Mr. Balakrishnan now, lah. But but technically, you know, uh, Vivian B said all all schools are good schools. He didn't yeah. say any school is not a good school in this statement. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But it's just right. a, it's just a, I think it just very clearly lays out that to him it's like, oh, if you don't speak well means that you you can't get into a good school, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You, you never came from a good school or something like that. Like, yeah. yeah, and that to me is the stupider thing. Like, like Leong Moon Wai is 61, uh, 62. Vivian Balakrishnan is also late 50s, if not 60s. You're still holding on to the secondary school they went to. Uh. Hello, yeah. people can change, you know? Yeah. Not everyone who went to RI is like street smart. Same way, not everyone who didn't go to RI is is not smart lah. Some of the smartest people I know did not go go down the path of like um that that the treadmill of of elite schools in Singapore lah. Mm. So I think that 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 is the the thing that stuck out like wow you're still it's almost when 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 he looks at Parliament does he just see the schools they went to uh, mm. like the badges because but, but, ultimately but, then uh but Mr Tilani. Can I ask you a question again? Do you think 
Uh, this... Speaker of the house, uh, <laughs> I have the floor. I have the floor. Um, uh, this Mr. Chia is interrupting me a bit too no, much. Because, because I forgot what I was going to say. No, no, you, you, you said something. You said because it's very sad that you know people in the you know in the sixties or whatever how or are still holding on to whatever secondary school they went to. But yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, um, you know, you and I both went to RI, right? And we we have a yeah. lot of friends, and it was we made some of the best friends of our life there. But um, yeah. Do you not see this kind of behavior in some of your friends also, or some of your of peers? Of course, God. <laughs> of course, you, God. you do right. You do right. Yeah, yeah I so do. I do. It is not an age-specific thing. That's why I wanted to clarify, right? Yeah, but the thing is, the my the people I went to school with are mid thirties, right? Mm. Which means they the time from the from their graduation to now is less than it would be if we were in the sixties, lah. Correct. So correct, for correct, me, yeah. over time. You mm. probably hold on to your school and your and your academic achievements less, and mm. and see people for who they are at that point in time. Mm. But 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 that's what I'm saying is that maybe it's not even about a a time thing. It's literally like because you know they say your formative years are in your teens and everything, right? How you view the mm. world, a lot of that is is almost locked into. Uh, it, yeah, it is. It is basically set at that point. It can still change over time, but a lot of it is mm. set at that point in time. So do you think? Well, when when you talk to those friends who also have that kind of mentality where where they really think that you know I went to RI because I was the fucking best and everything and 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 you know I could have I, I could have been president and all this thing but I chose not to and blah blah do you do you think that um, there's this kind of behavior in 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 what we're seeing do you think it, it runs in the same pattern as this behavior that we're watching in Parliament as well? Um, I. I think I mean similar in the sense that that I think yeah like I thankfully I don't have close friends who say stuff like that but I can imagine a lot of people feel like as yeah, so though that's a that's their that's their clique lah that's their group and mm. if chances are they they work in the jobs that are maybe higher earning potential or just by uh status is ranked higher even though it might not mean anything quantifiably quantifiably better. Mm. You grew up in an echo chamber where you guys you think you're a shit la. Mm. You think you're a man. You think you are you are better than everyone else. And yeah. that I've seen uh amongst yeah acquaintances and all that. Yeah. I, I, so, I, would, so I, I can would, totally see I would second that la, because I I don't know if you remember but the days of like assembly in school, I would remember they would like literally be telling us, you know, you guys making so much noise now, you, you should be embarrassed because you're the future leaders of Singapore and, and you cannot behave like that and things like that. La. So so mm. it was like a constant refrain that you are the future leaders of Singapore and and things like that, la, you know, that we heard in school a lot. Which which to be fair, to be fair, it's it's very good for your confidence and for your, you know, your your you know, to uh, good to good uh, your do good do together kind of attitude, la, right? But mm. it can also breed a sense of like, uh, yes, I am here. Because I am, you know, better than other people, and and I I am going to be a future leader of Singapore, la, right? Yeah. So yeah, so exactly. I, I I mean we're not going we're not going deep lah, but just touching into a little bit of the the what what we mean by maybe entrenched kind of elitist kind of be thinking and behavior that can that can be drilled into students at quite a young age, la. Yeah, and and I think ultimately it, if that's what he's thinking, uh, even though yeah, he you know he said it was a private comment and all that, and he's sorry, but you know if, when you're in private settings, that's when you are your most honest like And if yeah. he thinks that it kind of like kind of reflects in the general sentiment towards Liang Manwai, the mm. whole parliament session when he was talking like, granted, I think he could have done a better job with his research and having more clearer stances. But it just felt like it was less of a of a discussion, and he was cornered like crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think like his preparation also had had something to do with it. But it just feels like um, and you know, coupled with Chan Jun Singh's alleged comments behind closed doors, where he was kind of being condescending to the people who were rushing to buy toilet paper and all, it just feels like um, for people in such positions of influence to have that sort of sentiment, closed doors or private or whatnot. Is just worrying, la. Especially because even I think earlier this year, Vivian Balakrishnan himself was caught in the whole Trace Together controversy, where mm. he acknowledged that he wasn't clear that Trace Together would not be separate from from the the law that um would 
allow its data to be used for criminal cases. Uh. Mm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just that one sentiment. And one thing I am very happy is that if you go to his Facebook page or on his post where he apologizes, a lot of people in the comments are, are being quite critical like, and even saying, you know, I respect you a lot and all, but this is this is below the line. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't Be- below take the this. Belt, like, like, below the belt, right? Be- mean? Below the belt, uh, below the belt, okay, below okay. the line, below everything, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like his apology, his apology is just like that. So, I mean, I think he's smart to just apologize early rather than let it drag out. Mm. But his apology also, can you like, um, I can only imagine what, uh, how much the it would be blown up if it, the tables were turned la, and an opposition MP was was uh, caught saying this because then it feels like it become a personal personal attack uh, on on them la. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. I mean, don't. Maybe it was just a matter of like he was just very frustrated because it was so long already and so late and and they were just getting nowhere. They were just going in circles with that discussion. Uh. How much of that would it? Would, would would discount the anger you feel towards it. I mean, I don't know. I I know for for me, even sometimes when both of us are on a call, we get off the call. I have to call you and bitch because I'm pissed off at a person on the other call, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I need to rant. But I'm not a politician, man. I'm not mm. a, a fucking minister. Mm. Um, I'm not in that position. Maybe that's why I'm not fit for that sort of position. So I think he he has to be held to a higher standard than. Uh, than a uh, 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 a more uh, common job like, because he's a minister, he's a leader of our country. He he can literally make decisions and policies that could impact hundreds of not thousands of people. Mm. So, I think even if he's tired and all that, yo, that's uh, that's that's part of the job like. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, that's I, what I feel like. But but what about you? Yeah, and I think in the you know government does see uh you know elitism and and. And the 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 so-called inequality in society as an issue that needs to be tackled. Uh. I don't think they are mm. blind to it. Uh, and and yeah, they've taken steps. Uh, right, you know, even things like recently announcements about the criteria for for school registration and things like that. They are relooking it and making some changes. Uh, hopefully, mm. hopefully to to even the playing field a bit more, uh, Right, I'm not I'm not privy yeah, to yeah. all the the big details, but I know that I mean the the fact is they are looking at it. So. And then, you know, given what he said at the GE last year, all schools are good schools. And I want to believe that too. Like, I want to, I really want to believe that because, um, you know, I, I having, I did some volunteer work in, in, in some of the, the so-called, you know, neighborhood schools uh, in the US before when I was, you know, in Philadelphia and all that. And mm. um, it, it's, it's quite a world of difference, uh, even compared to, to schools here in Singapore, in the sense that, mm. that, that they are not as closely monitored by the state or the federal uh, authorities that much, so um, let's just say a lot, of, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the facilities are not as 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 well taken care of, and and that's just a very kind way of putting it, lah, Right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I w- want to believe that yeah, lah, the public schooling system in Singapore is is better and all, lah, But but yeah, lah, there are issues of inequality that need to be tackled, uh, and yeah. if the minister is showing this kind of, uh, you know, callousness when talking about something like that, right? You know, and still like, you know, whether it's playing towards a joke about, about you know, to his other kaki, his old boys and all that, I think he needs to be more cognizant of that. Lah. And, and, and yeah, lah, the fact that, you know, you are, although yeah, it's live stream for 12 hours, but it's for us, it's like, for us normal people, it's like being in a Zoom call for, for very long or so, lah, right? You know, if the yeah, camera is on, checked, like, get checked, yeah. yeah, you get checked. But the camera is on, you the camera is on, like, You just got to, you got to just face face it, like you can't you can't dig your nose if the camera is on, like, things like that. Um, so yeah. it's just part of the job, like you know. And I think that's where yeah, like, he his. I mean, yeah, like, people are calling him out, and and rightfully so. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you extrapolate, if he's saying that okay, if you go to a good school, means you must be very articulate. Uh, if you're not articulate, it means you didn't go to a good school. But on the flip side, that means if you went to a school that is not seen as that good, does that mean you are not that competent or not that uh, literate or not that eloquent? So it just mm. feels like, wow, that kind of association, you... I mean, maybe that's why they want the sing pass to have your A level results, PSLE results, all. Yeah, so, yeah. so next time, next time when Vivian Balakrishnan is at the meet the people session, he'll just scan <laughs> you and be like, "You went to where? Sorry, uh, you, I I don't want to waste my time on you." 
Yeah, yeah, and I wonder what yeah. I, I wonder what Lawrence Wong was thinking because Lawrence Wong went to Tanjung uh, Tanjung Katong Secondary School mm, 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 mm. yeah so maybe maybe when he was growing up he was like you know what fuck the AC boys and RI boys are a bunch of jerk offs yeah but you know speaking of Lawrence Wong um, when I was researching this topic la, something very interesting yeah. came up la, you know uh, and I, I did share with you when I was researching it but uh, basically like I mentioned right the mainstream media didn't really talk about this issue until Vivian Balakrishnan came out and apologized. Uh. Then suddenly you see a Straits Times and and, and see any article. Uh. But it seemed mm. for a moment like no one wanted to talk about it. Uh. The only people who talked about it Coconuts. Were, uh Yahoo Coconuts. News. Uh. The Yahoo News is the most immediate one. When I searched, uh, you know, when I was searching for Vivian Balakrishnan on, on Google News. Uh. Um, oh no, Coconuts was at 11.59 a.m. 11.29 a.m. Uh, yeah, yeah. Singapore so, okay. time today. Okay, uh, Coconuts. Uh. But Coconuts is... is, is it's not really. I, I see it as more like. Uh, it's not a. It's not a. It's yeah, not a. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Is, lifestyle. Yeah, Yahoo is a. Is a is a big one, right? It's a source of news for a lot yeah. of people. So, not only in Singapore but internationally as well, So Yahoo News, uh, you know, like eight hours ago, they had something about uh, yeah, the the article that I pointed out earlier, but when I clicked mm. through on that article, it on it shot me to the homepage of Yahoo, and I was like, eh? mm. it's like. It's like the, almost like the article got scrubbed. Uh. So I went to dig a bit more. Then I went to the Yahoo page itself. Then I searched for Vivian Balakrishnan. Then I found the, uh, the article. But this was a updated article that was published only at 6 p.m., around 6 p.m. today. So I was wondering what happened mm. to the what happened to the earlier article that had been written. That that the link was there, but it 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 um it had been apparently been scrubbed, uh, you know? Um mm. and then there was this there's this little thing called Google Cache, which is a fantastic way to to look at you know, old versions of, of certain, of, of every URL and everything. And yeah, it's mm. true that the Yahoo did publish something at 12.46pm um, mm. about this Sika debate. <laughs> and so I was just comparing what was different between this 12.46pm article and the 5.44pm article. And then I think the, you know, the, the big thing that sticks out to me is that uh, <laughs> Lawrence Wong is mentioned as, as being part of the exchange. In the old article, but subsequently mm. in this new version, his name is scrubbed from there. La. You don't, you don't, you don't see Lawrence Wong's names. Um, you don't see Lawrence Wong as being uh, implicated in that discussion. La. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so just to quote exactly the Yahoo News article that was published at twelve forty six p.m. It said, uh, "Footage from the Parliament live stream show." The remarks were made around the time when Foreign Minister Vivian Balakrishnan and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong had an apparent exchange with Manpower Minister Tan <laughs> Siling after the latter twice addressed questions by Leong. Uh, but then subsequently, um, yeah, they, they, they changed uh, in the 5.44pm version, they changed it to footage from the Parliament live stream shows that the remarks were made around the time when Manpower Minister Tan Siling sat down after he addressed questions by Leong Man Wai of PSP. That means both mm. both Lawrence Wong and Vivian Balakrishnan's names were scrubbed from that paragraph. La. But but they mm. add they add later that Dr. Tan is seen looking in the direction of Foreign Minister Vivian Balakrishnan, who is sitting next to him. But uh yeah, la, Lawrence mm. Wong Lawrence Wong's name is not there, it's scrubbed oh, from there. Because Vivian Balakrishnan not, not in the running for PM. What? Hey, Lawrence hey, Wong hey, is, don't right? say don't say this kind of thing. This one, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Uh, we're just putting it out there. We're just putting out this is stuff you can Google. This stuff mm. you can go and see for yourself. Uh, mm, I think tin the foil hat. Yeah, the Google cash you can go and see. I don't know if Yahoo got any phone calls or anything like that, you know. But uh, mm. yeah, it's, but it's interesting I, I, Interesting I, that this happened. I guess the best thing for people to do is go and look at a video and, and form your own opinion. Mm, um, because through the body language, you can see and all that. And I hope if you watch the video, also try and watch as much as you can of the parliament session because they were really talking about very hot topics and... Like even though Yang Menwai uh it was was yeah like kind of like getting skewered by Shamugam um I still respect him for for tabling the the discussion um and I know uh, Hazel Poa did a did a a decent job with the stats and all that and I think it's important that these sort of discussions happen and not just not happen because uh you are you are cornered in Parliament mm, mm, mm. correct correct yeah I mean I mean we are no means advocating what Leong Man Wai did in parliament, which is, I think he, he, he it sounds like he went in very unprepared. Lah. 
you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but but um but we do feel like there's no need to there's no need to say someone's illiterate because of that right yeah sure yeah correct but yeah it would be great to know what you guys think so so head on over to our subreddit the link is in the description and before we move on a quick word from our sponsor so this podcast was brought to you by disney plus who has a new show called only murders in the building out now on streaming on disney plus it's a comedic murder mystery series uh, following three strangers played by Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez who share an obsession with true crime and suddenly find themselves wrapped up in one. So it's uh, new episodes coming out every Tuesday and I know Harish, you've watched quite a bit of it as well and you told me you like it. Yeah, I mean, I will say that it sounded like, a, okay, this is one of the first shows I know that actually has a podcast at its core. So I was thinking, okay, is this going to be one of those like um, shows that just try and find a cool angle but after the first episode uh yeah i was hooked for a bunch of reasons i mean you talked about just now how it, it's uh it's kind of parodying true crime which is great but also i think each episode is like 25 minutes ish mm. and in the in a world of like 50 60 minute episodes sometimes i just want a short episode that is light-hearted and 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 gets the juices flowing like, and yeah. it's actually easy to watch and the setting being said in new york there's something very comforting about it. Yeah, do you notice um, that even the fonts of the of of everything are like from the New Yorker magazine and all these things? Yeah, exactly. Oh yes, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, and yeah, so like I've watched a few episodes, and right now I think there are five episodes out there. There's a total of ten episodes. New episodes are going to drop every Tuesday on Disney Plus. So if you want to find out more about the show, just check the link in the description. Streaming only on Disney Plus. And now, back to the podcast. So, speaking of uh, attributing what someone did to the person who originally did it, right? Uh, our second mm. topic is about, about attributing the rights for creative work to the person, to the people who created it. And, mm. and what is the, the, the article about? Uh? Yeah, the article, basically, basically the, during on Parliament on Monday, uh, September 13th, there were amendments made to the Copyright Act. So there's an act in Singapore dedicated to copyright law. And from our, I mean, our experience being in this industry for like eight years, the copyright law is a bit, it's quite tricky and it's, it's seldom very clear-cut. Um, but this one pertains to, to the creators of any work, mm. be it a song, be it a painting, be it a photograph. <coughs> but um, the, the, it essentially means that the creator of, of a piece of work is by default the owner of its copyright. Mm, mm, um, and I think the one thing that was the, the example given is that for wedding photographers, mm. like, uh, up till 12 September 2021, if a wedding photographer is commissioned by you uh, to take photos of your wedding, mm. you own the copyright. Mm. Now this bill kind of says that, no, the wedding photographer will own the copyright and if it's something you have to discuss beforehand like, mm. and the wedding photographer can now charge a fee for photography as well as a fee for transferring the copyright over to you. Yeah. If you don't have that discussion, then that photographer owns the copyright, owns your images. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, so so maybe for someone who's been married, uh, uh, gone through the whole wedding process, mm. what were your thoughts when you saw this? Uh? Um, You know, I, I had no qualms at all with with this copyright, uh, the, the the recent amendments to copyright and 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 you know like even crediting the creators of, of a work of art and everything lah, because uh, I think uh, I, being in this industry for so long, there have been so many instances where people have stolen uh, videos or you know stuff that we've created and tried to pass it off as their own lah, right? Even down to mm, like, even mm, down mm. to something that you you think people wouldn't steal like even just a photo of you and me. Just, just saying that we're hiring somebody. Someone took that and used that for their own company hiring campaign. Yeah, right? on LinkedIn. Yeah, on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and it's not like I mean, it's a, you know, some startup and things like that. But it was just like, hey, how come my face is being used to promote some other company suddenly? La. So mm. I had no qualms with it. So I was actually pretty surprised when I read that, uh, you know, um, when I read not only in the article but also in, in Facebook comments on it, a lot of people are very like caught off guard. La. They felt like, huh? You mean you mean now I have to go and negotiate with my photographer about rights and stuff like that? What if the photographer used my photo for go and sell to some homophobic website or something like that? You know? Mm. Concerns like this. La. So I was quite 
surprised that non maybe non content creators, non media people, um, yeah lah, were were reacting like this lah. Mm. Mm. You were surprised. Uh? I was surprised. I was surprised. You were surprised that people were surprised. Yes, I was surprised that people were surprised. Were you surprised that so I'm, I'm surprised, surprised that the people were surprised? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised that you're surprised that people were surprised. Uh. Because I was surprised. <laughs> you were surprised by what? You were surprised no. by the people being no. surprised or you were surprised by me being surprised? Uh, I was surprised by you being surprised about people being surprised. Oh, so okay. I wasn't surprised about people being surprised. Okay, okay. Because I was surprised also. Okay, okay, okay. I see, I yeah. see. Yeah. So the I mean I wouldn't say I was surprised. I guess it was like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting because to me, like um I guess now the agreement of copyright ownership needs to be explicitly done up front. Mm. Uh whereas previously it's more implied like mm. I commission you, the photographer, to take photos of me and my beautiful wife. Mm. Uh these photos are mine, like don't you fucking use it, right? Mm. But um so I was I was kind of uh, surprised at oh shit um, this discussion now needs to take place um, which to me is it, it should almost be implied unless otherwise stated but now it's like unless otherwise stated the the photo- photograph is with the wedding photographer mm. and what I mean by that is let's say there was a wedding photographer uh, who came to you for your wedding and said okay if you you want the copyright okay this is the cost yeah but if you're okay with me owning the copyright, I can reduce the cost. So the default is you own it. Yes. But there's something to negotiate about the the wedding photographer owning it. Mm. Whereas now it's the flip. So that's what I found surprising. I was like, oh shit. Um, that's interesting mm. because it feels like there's going to be a, a, like a, a period of time where people will need to catch up about knowing this thing exists. Mm. And it feels like if you're a wedding photographer... Yeah, you can just use the photos um, however you may please. Like, even though I think it's restricted to non-commercial users. Mm. I couldn't find anything that said you can use it for commercial users. Mm. Um, what do what, what you mean restricted to non-commercial users? As in... No, so basically, if he... If, let's say, I was a photographer for your wedding, I mm. can take all the photos and then I can sell it on a stock image library or something. Yeah. That, to me, that, that is a commercial use, yeah. right? Whereas, if it's just for my own portfolio to get future business, then... It is non-commercial, uh, But why? Wait, so, so, so the photographer can sell it, Right. Yeah. Now, now I think no. So I don't know whether they can sell it or not. They can they because can. if you own the copyright, yeah. Oh, you can. You own it, right? You own it, yeah. Mm. So, so I think mm. um, maybe interesting because we are actually in a position where we can talk a little bit about this as well, Right. Um, yeah, correct. Uh, both, both for for me as a consumer as well, because like, I have used wedding photographers before and all these things like, and then uh, I had I had uh, a wedding photo shoot you know, that was very nicely done as well. Shout out to John Fifteen. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm. he basically my understanding is that when I hire a photographer, they will especially for the pre wedding shoot, which is the one that you know you wear nice clothes and you you pose in the sunrise and look in your wife's eyes and stuff like that lah. Um, a lot of mm. times it comes with a, it comes as a, you know, it's a, it's like a planned shoot, la, kind of, you know, you go to a location, there's a set number of hours and things like that, la, right? Um, so yeah. they go there and, and they, the, the photographer usually has, you know, certain shots that he needs to get in mind. And um, yeah, la, then he, you go there, you dress up everything, hopefully weather's good. And basically you go to wherever mm. it is you plan and then you execute. La, and then the photographer does his thing and all that takes photos and then mm. subsequently after that the photographer will take some time to edit the photos and um, when we talk about edit there can be very 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 substantial editing like, from like you know changing out your head to another head another better shot of you or or you know cleaning up certain things or making you look a lot slimmer which he did in my case uh. um, so yeah. there's quite a substantial amount of work that goes into it before the final product actually uh, comes to you like. and then uh, so I the, the, for me I always understood it as I'm not only just paying for someone to just take the photos but I'm also paying for someone to to almost doctor the photos for me like you know make, make me look good and everything like that so so mm. there was for, to me there was no reason to to keep the the unedited photos like, you know because uh, that's not the product that I'm, I'm looking for like. and so I was like to me I was like okay if I need if I really want all the raw photos such that one day maybe if I take up photography, I can go edit it myself or what, right? 
then then that's mm. something I would need to pay extra for lah. Um, whereas like the the event photographer, the wedding event photographer, right? Uh, you know, on the yeah. day off where they turn up and then they just take photos of everything that's happening on it. To me, that one probably needs to be a slightly different arrangement because uh, he's taking more candid photos. And sometimes, you know, candid photos just like random snaps out of 20. There's just one that was currently in focus and stuff like that. And that's the one that you want to keep. But the rest still have nice moments, lah, right? So mm-hmm. that one I might want to try and insist on 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 getting every photo that that that, that he took. Lah. Because a lot of times it's, it's the only photos that I will take with, with certain relatives or in a very long time and things like that. Lah. So um mm. I, I would I would I think if you know as couples go forward to negotiate with with uh, wedding photographers and all, you also need to know what you're negotiating for and do you really need the raw photos of every single thing that was shot lah. Right. Yeah, but but I mean okay, so so basically what you're saying is that when they put in a lot of effort to to elevate the quality of the photos, they deserve to own the copyright, lah, right? But No no not necessarily that they they deserve to own it. It's just that uh, what I'm paying for, I know what I'm paying for yeah, is just yeah. the final product yeah. only lah. Post editing yeah, everything lah. Yeah. Correct. But then let's say like uh if so what what I find weird is that for someone who just takes photos, mm. uh doesn't do much editing and all, technically he owns the rights to those photos as well as the I mean, what about the fact that there are other people in your wedding who who didn't give consent to be in property owned by someone else lah? Um. You, yeah, but I think then you got to. It's probably a balance. That means of, what everyone must sign must sign talent talent release form when they come for your wedding. No, eh? no, no. But you can just put a sign at your or your wedding or your or your or your invitation or at the door of your wedding, uh, saying that this is a you know this this is a filmed event where you might appear you might your photo might be taken and all you know, like, I mean it's like it's like Correct it's la. like our shoots are that alright. Sometimes if it's a yeah, very big my, location my... we don't put we don't get everyone to sign something. Mm, yeah. Mm. But it might might be taken is one thing, but it might be taken and sold uh is another. Especially because, you know, mm. recently with uh now that Simo Liu from Shang-Chi mm. has has uh hit new heights and become like a mainstream star, yeah. a lot of people are sharing the stock images that he's he appears on like from years ago, like, mm. and it's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. Right. So so but that one I mean that one I think he he did get paid it's just a very minimal amount yeah. back then but I just saw this as like oh okay I th- I still think it's a move in the in the right direction yeah. because uh it gives a bit more power to the to the content creator like. and specifically that was just one of the changes mm. um so the the other change is also that when creative works are used in public including distribution online yeah. the creator must be identified and credited which is good yeah. because now if someone takes your post mm. and doesn't credit you you have a legal claim to to get back at them yeah. um and then the yeah okay creators will be the default first owners mm. and the the last amendment is that the copyright act was changed to penalize those who commercially profit off pirated work so mm. basically set up set top boxes that give you access to online movies and shows. Yeah. So, by and large, I think it's good because as you said, we have had content stolen. Mm. To me, it was just like, oh, the wedding setting, maybe maybe that one is a bit more unique because it is a very personal event but, that but, you want to capture for... But but at the same time, I would um, say that, you know, like, like with a lot of things that we discuss on this podcast, we need to look at the power dynamic at play here, right? Um, yeah. The wedding photographer taking photos of, you know, of your wedding and all that, um, I you know usually you will assume that these people are, are trying to do it as a career lah, right? They not they mm. don't just want to do it once and then after that, uh, make a couple thousand dollars and then and then and then leave the industry lah. Because you know investing in the equipment and the skills and all that takes a lot of time lah. So yeah, the the for them to want to take photos of your wedding and then sell it to a stock image site or something like that. Uh, and then potentially because of that, you know, have their have their reputation destroyed because you know it's not it's not a cool thing to do, that, right? Uh, and mm. and I can't I can't verify it exactly, but I'm sure there's some something to do with PDPA, uh, yeah. You know, with when 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 you do things like that, uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I think the 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 incidents of that happening are actually uh, not as big. As as um the 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 other side of the coin which is that content often gets 
stolen or and or and things like that lah. So I think also just need to to think about the the probability and likelihoods of of things happening before 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 the before calling out that doomsday scenario where there's this photographer who goes around uh, taking photos that that he that he worked worked on with a client and then after selling them to Shutterstock for a small amount yeah, of money. Yeah, I, I, I mean. I mean, uh, that did cross my mind, but mm. uh, just because it is a doomsday scenario doesn't mean people won't feel that. Like, and I think that is that is the the hurdle that um, even some of the ministers pointed mm. out that there needs to be a lot of education. Yeah. Because like like I I will restate Mr. Chia yes. my stance yes. that I support the changes. <laughs> okay, the Speaker of the House has heard me say I support the changes. <laughs> it's just that there will be a knee jerk reaction from most people. Like, mm. Because for all we know, let's say a wedding photographer charges X for a wedding. If he owns the rights, um, maybe uh, the cost might end up the same. It's just the discussion had, has to happen at the start line. If someone is okay with giving up the rights, maybe they can get it for a lower rate. So yeah. I think all in all, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go down a slippery slope. Yeah. It's just a knee-jerk reaction that people confirm will have. Yeah, correct. Confirm. Correct. And we are... And we are in the industry, so I, think, I guess we have a bit more experience with copyright. And even then, I was like, oh shit, this is something that I'm going to have to uh, be aware of. Yeah, like. yeah, because uh, yeah, even for us, like when we film, record a video or we film something, right? Um, mm. We promise a client, oh, you will get a video that is like good enough for YouTube and that you can use to upload to whatever, like, right? Um, yeah. But that... Just because they commissioned us to do it doesn't mean that they have rights to all the everything that we shot on that day with a camera. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's mm. in the same way. It's it's they 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 paid for a, a finished product and all that, and that's all that they, they mm. would get from from us. Of course, they can complain. Oh, I don't like this first. I don't like this part. I don't like that part. Can you find something else in your footage that that fits better? That that's okay, but it's still up to the production house, for example, to. To go and find, to go and comb through the footage and find everything, it should never be a, a situation where the client just takes the footage entirely and then starts editing their own video, lah. Um, yeah, lah. Because yeah, I think that that should be that should be at a negotiated added cost, lah. You know, with the, with the yeah, client has yeah. access to everything, lah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh, it, this this law, it is it is putting a bit more power back in the hands of creator, lah, of the creator, mm-hmm. which is well, fuck, in the hands of creator, I'm <laughs> Just suddenly felt very religious. No, in hands of the content creator. <laughs> yeah. Spending too much time at home. Spending too much time at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the hands of the content creator. So I think I think that's good. But I'm curious whether people listening also are having or will have that same knee jerk reaction that I had. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. The fact. That, oh shit! You might not actually own the copyright of your of your wedding photos, like. Yeah. Cause yeah, that I also interested though. Cause yeah, it did surprise me. But yeah, I guess yeah, you know, is content creation is still a very niche, uh, kind of uh, uh, job or activity or what like, right? Yeah, hey, hey, Everybody is a creator now. Everybody is a content creator. You got your phone. You're a content creator. Yeah. Yeah. So so even more, even more. Maybe this is even more pertinent, like, Right. That that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then what I like about it is that it's just is now it just puts out right there. This is this is how things are. So if you want to, mm. if you want it to be otherwise, go and negotiate it with your with the person. Just say it out in black and white and negotiate it, as opposed to yeah, say it out. Yeah, man. as opposed to leaving it up in the air and hoping that the other party doesn't notice and stuff like that, like, You know. And I mean, it'd be cool to hear from photographers who are who are listening, who might be listening. Because I mean, even the past few years, you've had this, the bigger stars like even Taylor Swift had a copyright issue with her her first record label, yeah. um, and I think there was a there was a photographer who took a photo of Ariana Grande somewhere, yeah. and also got his picture sold. Um, so so it's it's an interesting thing, and I think now more much more apparent because yeah like, everyone can be a content creator like. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. All right. But uh. All right. Yeah. So. That uh, brings us to the next segment, which is one short comment. And one short comment. What is your one short comment? Yeah. Uh, my one short comment is one of the many comments on our last podcast, 206, about why young single Singaporeans are moving out. Yeah, that one exploded. Um, yeah, that I one think, like, as of, as of now, yeah. we're recording suddenly that I'm seeing there are 43 comments uh, in total. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's interesting because... 
when we were thinking about it, we because that sort of commentary pieces as an article is not tied to a particular current affair per se. Mm. So I always have a reservation to talk about stuff like that. I would rather anchor it in something that's happening right now. Mm. So, but when we talked about it, it was interesting because a lot of people have shared their thoughts and it's actually a very great read. Some people are sharing, a lot of people sharing their own experiences moving out and all. Mm. But um, there were also a few people who who asked me specifically um, about my whole process, which which if you didn't listen to the previous episode, 2012, I was staying at home, but then I moved out with four friends into uh, a place. But eight or nine months later, my dad passed away and I moved back with my mom. Mm. So so questions from uh, users like uh, Muffin Man and I believe Philly, Philly Bags Doodles, mm. um, they were just asking how did I what was my thought process then because it, I can I mean I can imagine like my, my dad passed away the year after um, the assumption is that his health wasn't that good when I moved out uh, I think his his health was okay it's just it took a it took a turn for the worse but I will also say that the only reason I moved out mm. was because both my parents were still around mm-hmm. if it was just one it would never have crossed my mind because I think a single parent situation is very different from a uh, like a couple uh, of uh, parents being around um, and I think the questions were mainly about how do I square off the responsibility to take care of my parents versus moving out uh, yeah I, I think that was also one of the the things that I was thinking about but I only moved out because my parents were generally in good health la. unfortunately what happened the year after was not uh, not good mm. but when my dad did pass on, it, at no point did I consider still living alone because I had my that life. It was just very clear, like, okay, I'm going to go back with my mom because like, she's alone. Mm, mm, so I think it's one of those things. And then someone also asked about how, like, you know, siblings taking care of parents and all. And that's not an easy dis- dis- discussion, man. And I'm coming to realize that a lot of people our age are probably going to be having those discussions soon uh, as people's parents, you know, start passing away. And yeah, man, that's a that's a tough discussion about taking care of parents among siblings and all that. Mm. So yeah, so just wanted to give a shout out for people who ask those honest questions. Uh and uh yeah, I I that that's that's where I'm at now. It wasn't an easy process and yeah, when it comes to parents, I don't think it'll ever be an easy process, man. Mm. Mm. Correct, correct. Yeah. I, I do I yeah. do I do I do uh concur on that. Yeah. It is uh, yeah, it's, yeah. every when it comes to family and and who is where, you know, and all that. It starts to get tricky as you get older, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But on the same, on the same uh, comment uh, thread, I mean, the same mm. post thread, uh, there's one particular post that I absolutely loved. It's by OK Maintenance 4414. Um, apparently, mm. it's by an expert who lives in Singapore. And his friend asked him to check out the, asked him or her to check out the podcast. And boy, do they have a year full for us. And it, it turns mm. out to be an expert rant about the renting uh, side of things, and and say and, and this person says so bring on the downvotes, but it ends up like you know, I think a lot of people were read read the story and 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 and, and really sympathize uh, with this person, and now that I see there are thirteen upvotes for this post like Basically, this this is an expert who has met a bunch of really inconsiderate Singaporean friends. Who use mm. use their friendship purely just to um, have access to this person's apartment, lah? Because they this person lives by himself or what, lah? And uh, yeah, you know, they, they, he says they got friends who who offered the house sit. They ended up using it as a hookup hotel, kind of, and and, and like they the friends who keep saying, "Hey, let's hang out at your place," because yeah, they want they want to be able to hang out till late without having parents around and. And so yeah, it's it's a very it's quite a funny read because it's it's hard to believe that all this has happened to one person. But um but then again, yeah, it's a very Singaporean thing, no? I think this idea of uh you know, like you don't wanna you, you your parents are always, you know, lurking in the background when you're hanging out with your friends and stuff like that. Is I feel yeah. we, we we do we do empathize with that as a very Singaporean problem, no? And so maybe for an expatriate to understand why Singaporeans do this sometimes is, is a bit tough. La. But I would say that, yeah, la, you need to find nicer friends. Uh, yeah, I think there was, a, nice. there was a thread that, there was a thread that kicked off the whole long discussion, la, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, so yeah, they, and, and so this person ends off by saying, Dear Singaporeans, living on your own or with friends is exactly like a friend's episode. No exaggeration. Yeah. There's fun, <laughs> yeah. drama, romance, growing and maturing as people together. Please, please move out of your parents and live independently. You know, that's the call to action. Yeah, man. <laughs> the call to action. Uh. Yeah, so I think <laughs> the call to action. whoever it was that, that recommended you to listen to our podcast, yeah, thank you. Thank you, but also thanks for this, this comment. Uh. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. Correct. Now on to the one shock thing. Yeah. And what is what is yours, man? Uh, just this, uh, this over this weekend, I think, uh, Hasbro, the toy company that brought us Transformers and and, and Power Rangers and all these other uh, amazing nineties and eighties franchise franchises, uh, they oh just over the weekend for some I don't know some reason or or whatever they just decided um they're gonna put all the all the episodes of Transformers and Power Rangers on YouTube in their entirety. So you can actually mm. go onto YouTube now. I think onto the I think it was a Hasbro Hasbro uh channel or something like that. But and watch like every single episode of Power Rangers from the first season to I don't know, season six or whatever it was. Like literally Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season one. And 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 you can watch everything in, in all its um uh, you know, nineties glory. Huh? So 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 I wow. I went into a bit of a rabbit hole over the weekend. And uh yeah, it's just funny to to watch all these old old shows that uh kids used to love. Huh? I see. Yeah. But do you used to watch Power Rangers a lot? I mean a little bit, like it was them it was cheesy even for its time. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong that 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 like kids last time as a kid we or you know, even as teenagers what we enjoyed watching this stuff. But it was really cheesy and it was just a really a product of his time like you know um in the same mm. way that probably now like teenagers scoff at stuff like paw patrol right that, that, that i think mm. back in the day we were all scoffing at stuff like teddy tubbies and power rangers and all that la. yeah yeah hmm. but just just That's remembering cool, the like. song and just remember the song and the intro to the whole thing and just watching it on tv again in like in like good quality and all that is is pretty it's pretty cool yeah and and how Malaysia censored the word morphing, right? Oh yeah, because it right. sounds like morphing. That's right. Yeah, oh, mighty shit. Power Rangers. Yeah, that was long ago, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> long ago, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. Long ago. All right. Cool. Um, my my one show thing is uh is is just I started rewatching clips of uh you know Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've spoken about Craig Ferguson before on this podcast. Craig Ferguson is a comedian who had a talk show called The Late Show with Craig Ferguson in the US like eight eight years ago, I think, or, or five years ago. And it's one of those talk shows that not many people talk about. But to me, he's one of the best. I think for he, for me, him and Conan are the two best talk show hosts. Like. And the reason why I like his show the best is, I mean, why I really like him is because he, I think in terms of conversational uh, and the sincerity of the conversations, it feels very real on his show. And anyone who wants to just observe how to do small talk and all that, right? He's mm, the king. Mm, um, mm. And of course, if you Google him on YouTube, most of the videos that come up uh, are about how he flirts with his guests. Mm. Um, so inappropriate. But uh. he's so... I, w- I mean, probably got some inappropriate things by today's uh, standards. Okay. But um, if you just look at, at his interviews with any of the guests... I think they are some of the most naturally flowing interviews across all late night shows. Mm. Yeah, and I think he's he's a great host and they the show was I think the last late night show, I think past midnight, which is why he, he has said before that there were less rules, less constraints, and they used to do so much improv. Mm. And I think it's just fun to watch. Mm. Yeah, fun to watch, man. Oh good old talk shows. Uh. So wow. Going good down this retro rabbit hole, uh, both of us. Retro rabbit hole. <laughs> Hopefully in future we'll have our own talk show like wink wink. Yeah, hopefully. Wink hopefully, wink. Hopefully. But uh cool, man. Yeah. That brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, man. Stay safe. And adios.